Welcome back to Survivor at Home, the podcast. This is episode 12 covering Survivor 41. Uh, this episode was called Truth Kamikaze. I am Jordan, one of your hosts here for Survivor at Home, the podcast, and I'm joined alongside Andrew. And we are ready for another great episode here as we'll break down uh, this current episode of Survivor 41. But first, we want to introduce our guests. We have two guests today. They have played Survivor at Home twice, once together as one player and once separate as individual players and we are happy to welcome on adam and michaela how are you guys today welcome into the podcast thank you for having us hello <laughs> hello <laughs> we love to introduce our guests and hear a little bit about your history with watching survivor on tv great okay so um i started watching it from first season and was like, I was in high school when it was happening, like early on, I think, and um, watched the first three seasons, loved it, went to university and just forgot about it, if I'm really honest. And um, there would be random, like we'd go to a super, I don't know if you remember this, but there was Super Bowl parties, and, or not Super Bowl parties, but after the Super Bowl, it used to like launch the new season. And so that was always like really exciting. And that would kind of remind me, oh yeah, Survivor, because we'd always do a family party, but I didn't end up watching really any of those. And then um, we actually had uh, some hard stuff going on in our family um, after, well after university. And uh, the only show that one of my family members could watch that made them feel kind of okay was actually Survivor. And so as a result, everybody in my family started watching Survivor. So it was something that we could all talk about and enjoy and just kind of go through that experience with them and try and make things feel normal just and so yeah so we started watching that and then and just realized how amazing the show was and so we've been watching it my family has been watching it um for years now since then so at least 10 almost 10 years I would say maybe not quite that but very close to that um so yeah uh I also watched uh the first couple seasons of Survivor um, reality TV was a new thing in the year 2000 and in a movie like The Truman Show was a bit of a precursor to what eventually would be the reality TV landscape and so you know for some I was 19 in the year 2000 so this was all new reality the concept of reality TV was new and Survivor was one of the first. And so at first you thought like, oh, they're gonna really like have, they're not gonna have any like supplies or anything. They're just gonna have to survive. That's crazy. And of course that wasn't it at all. And, you know, Survivor became what it became, but in the first couple of seasons, it was really exciting because they would do like really different locations. Like the first one was kind of like a tropical location, but then, they did the Outback in Australia and that was really different. And, and so like uh, after a couple of seasons, I sort of just kind of fell out of it and I honestly didn't watch it for years and, you know, I catch it on TV or you catch something about Survivor and I'd be like, that's still on. <laughs> and then um, when I started to uh, started to date Michaela, 
uh she was really her and her family were really into reality tv and i was like okay. i love reality tv shows like anything you could throw at me i'm probably watching it uh, so i was like okay you can pick one reality tv show and i will watch that um and that just happened to be survivor so i got back into survivor and it, it was kind of like a good thing because like i'd seen a little bit so it wasn't totally a new thing for me um and of course like by that point i don't even know what season it was it was like 15 years later and it the survivor had sort of really figured out like what it was and the and like the gameplay was very specific so there was no more on the australian outback you know it was all it was like different islands and um there was all kinds of things that different kind of gameplay that would have would be happening so that was sort of interesting and then yeah just by watching it with michaela and her family i've been watching it since and because it's sort of like a a family thing that we do and I think like some of the ones that you came back on uh were like some of the celebrity or not the celebrity ones but the ones where it's like the people come back that are um the all-stars, all-stars thank you so that was fun because Adam's like oh I remember this person and then another one was um millennials versus was it gen x yeah and so I yeah, so I was millennial and he was Gen X. So it was like, oh, like it just made it. Technically, I'm sort of on the borderline. I'm more. <laughs> he be- doesn't relate. I'm, I'm, I'm really in between Gen X no, and Gen No, you're Gen X. <laughs> um, but for, you know, podcast sake, I guess I we can go with that. We'll just keep going. Keep but going. it was, we've, my family like really loves this game. Like we had a, a couple years ago for Christmas we literally had a survivor Christmas. So my brother couldn't make it for Christmas day. And it was the first time that we weren't going to all be together. And everyone was kind of feeling a little bit sad about that. And so without anybody knowing, I planned a full survivor. I bought Flint for everyone and they opened it up. And then I had a make fire competition in the backyard that we did as an entire family um so we and we watched the finale we saved we decided to save the finale until christmas day with no spoilers like it was super super fun so we really have come to uh enjoy the show just like jesus planned it right (laughs) (laughs) yes it was a really holy really holy christmas (laughs) i love it i can't believe you guys waited that long too you guys i mean i know you do that in general that you watch often not the night of and to anyone who does that i'm like how do you go one day let alone what would that have been like a couple weeks after the finale so that's kudos to you guys i don't remember how it was it ended up being so long i think i might have been traveling or something so my sister was being really gracious with not watching it and she had to she my sister is so into all of that stuff so she had to like unsubscribe to all the reddit and instagram and i was a it was actually a big deal for her to go that long um so I'm glad that we were able to make the day that much more exciting, but it was That's fun. awesome. And so in terms Michaela's of- dad uh, won, by the way. Just what's that? I said Michaela's dad won the challenge. And I was the only one that didn't make fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's the classic move. Like, why do you not pr- practice that before you go yeah. on the island? It's like, you literally created the game. Oh, wait a sec. I don't know how to do this. So that's a fail, but I'm sure you brought the Christmas spirit to others and that's- <laughs> I was That's voted off the about. island on Christmas Day. Didn't get to see the rest of them for the rest of the day. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't do that for anyone that doesn't That's understand right. what they're <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's so fun. And to hear about, yeah, the family history and how 
also the show is a way to help through like a tough time and um it's so cool to hear about we also love to talk about with our guests survivor at home the game you guys have both played twice uh, as mentioned you played as a couple where you had can we call it mediocre success and then you guys were both really successful in uh, the season where you played individually uh, adam making the final six michaela making the final four can you talk about the difficulties of playing as a as two people in one as a couple versus playing your own individual game and how yeah things that you learned in, in that experience to allow yourselves to be a lot more successful playing um individually well i think it's kind of like this right now where you when you were playing as a pair you're doing a dance right so even right now we're looking at each other who's going to answer who's going to speak first especially when it's online right because you can't have those voices um talking over each other it just makes things really confusing I think that people thought because it was the first it was the first season that we played um, together and to preface the reason that Andrew suggested that we had the option to do that is we had a, a, a three-month-old um, or four-month-old baby at the time who was staying up really late and everybody's <laughs> like is your why is your baby still awake <laughs> he likes to go to bed at 12 30 i don't know we literally put him in our video um <laughs> would he like to he play in our next season yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 um, the baby being awake may or may not come up later in this episode it, as well yes <laughs> controversial yeah. <laughs> but so it just it we we had um so we were playing together because of that because we knew that we were going to have to spill off um and uh because it was the first season people didn't really know what to expect we didn't know what to expect and so people thought that playing as a pair was actually an advantage and um they were like oh my goodness like you can be talking and looking for um immunity idols while you're doing this and really you couldn't because you can't talk like you we we have to converse so you can't just speak off the top of your head when you go and talk to other people you really had to be planning together and so that made it really hard and it was crazy like we there was one there we took it pretty hardcore though at one point I was having to put Jonah down to bed and we had like the baby monitor set up so I could hear what was going on while I was like putting Jonah to bed what was going on in the game because I didn't want to miss out and he didn't want to have any gameplay without me so it was hard to play as a pair for sure and they started um uh they started going for the couples and voted all the couples out like pretty early on yeah that was pretty much like we got voted off pretty fast and then the next season it was pretty much like okay we're not playing in pairs again so we just decided to play in singles which was a totally different it was eh, it's hard to say because so if you're playing multiple seasons so much of how you played in one season affects how you play in another. So we got voted off really quickly. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of like social game right off the bat in the first season. But then when we were playing our own separate games in the second season, everyone was a little more hesitant to like go really hardcore social game right at the beginning. And in my case for the second season, when I started playing the second season, I went really aggressively because based on how what happened on the first season, I didn't want that to happen again. But that kind of worked against me in a lot of ways because people couldn't trust me. And I and I managed to squeak by there. But 
um, yeah, it was, I, I've sort of learned over the two seasons that I've played that like you kind of at the very beginning of the game, you should really just kind of go with the flow, but it take it's taken me two seasons to like learn that. <laughs> it was, it was, it was funny because when Adam suggested we play individually, as much as I, I wanted to play again, I was really, and I knew how hard it was to play as a pair. I was really terrified to play on my own. And I was really, I was mad. I almost, I stopped talking to him for a couple hours, like while we were, when it became the day that we had to submit our videos and um, I was like, I've got my plan for my video and I'm doing it on my own. And I was like, you're the worst. <laughs> and I was so mad at him, but I'm actually so glad that we did it on our own. Cause it made it um, so much easier. The hardest part of playing to like separate was actually that we couldn't talk gameplay at in our house. So we went to bed at what, like two in the morning. And then Jonah was up at five the next morning. So we weren't in bed for very long, but we, we couldn't talk. Then we, and then we were up all day. So like some people could just like sleep it off and wake up later, but we were up at five and we could not talk about the game and that was just brutal and I really we were really serious about that like I think I said something about something that had happened in the past that had nothing to do it was just like wasn't this funny and I was like stop like he didn't want to hear anything oh that was me I thought that was you oh maybe it was me I don't know one of us I thought, was I, I, thought <laughs> I was the one who was like oh wasn't that fun? do you think like and you were like we can't talk about that <laughs> okay fine I'll be the integrity we talk, person we can't talk about it <laughs> I'm like oh okay <laughs> anyway that was really hard so we legit didn't talk about it just for your information i believe and, you were and, honest game players we screen we, of, we do a lot of screening of of our applicants to make sure they're very honest individuals that will not tell <laughs> and i i mean people ask me all the time even questions about even last week we talked about well steph is playing or at least she's considering playing um and she is my wife so they're like well that must be unfair advantage like i first of all she has integrity she will not find out anything she'll avoid hearing like overhearing things she'll put the fan on so if she doesn't hear me but then also for me like i i really do believe in that like don't i don't want to give anything away we don't tell people who is applying we don't say really any details because it's true that some of these things can really ruin the integrity of the game but it's been so great the groups of people season one two and three that everyone has just been solid, like really understands the idea and the fun of it. And that like everyone as Je and Jeff, it's interesting. Jeff Probst says this to the castaways after they film the season, right before they go home, he says to them all, he says, guys, this is your season. And like, we want to tell the story the best we can to represent you. And we hope that you will love it. Obviously you're not going to agree with everything, but it's yours. It's yours to, to tell um, the way you want. And but don't say anything, right? Don't tell anyone what has happened. And he says, you, most people buy into that. They're like, we want this to be told in this way that they've obviously, as Adam alluded to, done it. They've just figured themselves out. But he does say inevitably some players, whether they've had a bad edit or they're just bitter at the world or other players do at times spoil things. And there's not much they can do. I mean, I guess there's some financial realities there. But anyway, I just thought that was curious too. And, we, and so we do, we try to, really uh, find people who have integrity. So thank you guys for holding true. And I will say it brings me a little bit of joy to know that you 
did that and that you didn't sleep and then couldn't talk to each other all day. Something about that just makes me happy as the person that put it together. Maybe <laughs> that's so brutal. twisted and cruel, but. <laughs> oh, and speaking and... to integrity though, honestly, Andrew, the individuals who have been on all of the seasons, because um, we didn't play in the third season, but we watched. And that was funny because we actually signed on again at my parents' place under my dad's account. So it was a B and everyone was like instantly like, who's this B? Who's the B? <laughs> and um, and I wanted to so badly be like, it's us. But we, again, we were the jury and we weren't allowed to, or not the jury, we were the audience and we weren't allowed to say anything. And, but I just, I, I don't know most of these people, but the respect that I have for them, I love listening to the podcasts and hearing everyone tell their stories and you know even like yeah I just I think of like Cal and Alex who were recently on and I I have never met them but the respect that I have for their game I'm like and just for them as people and I don't talk to them but like it brought me so much joy to hear from them and, and everyone so every podcast has been just awesome and it's just cool very cool and speaking of taking the game seriously just so we're all aware um in survivor at home season two michaela you voted out you were part of the group of us that voted out adam taking it seriously and i i do specifically remember a conversation of hey here's how we get the numbers in our advantage we get adam to vote with us and then i'll just vote him out when i need to and to your credit you voted him out when we needed to um which is really <laughs> she really did. cool to uh um okay. the, the the seriousness of it. And I'm sure your perspective is different and I'm ready to hear it, but, uh, but that okay, was so I, we'll talk about that at some point if you want, but what is really funny is Adam and I, um, on our anniversary, we always make a list of highlights through the year. And that made the list Adam put, <laughs> put on our anniversary best of, or, or most memorable, it's not best of, it's like most memorable moments was being voted out by my wife on survivor. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we'll start a second podcast just debriefing marital issues that have come from survivor at home and i apologize for that but i'm really glad you guys played and and took part super fun to see you uh, do your audition videos which everyone needs to go and watch they're both tremendously entertaining um and adams is a very unique one that each time you watch it gets more and more interesting <laughs> i i watched it again the other day and i was like this is art in its finest form so thank you for contributing to that and i don't we i usually do this at the end a bit of a plug for this upcoming season and i don't even know what you guys are intending but can i get you to do a little plug just to, in one minute for those who are listening kind of on the fence we are now within the window deadline closes december 21st why should people play survivor at home season four january 21st and 22nd Oh man, there is nothing like this game. I, I honestly can say that I try and explain it to people and I, I, I can't people look at me like I'm crazy, but it is so fun. It's so bonding. It's so heartbreaking. Um, and it just puts you through the range of emotions and it, I have never been on something that it really does feel like it stimulates what it would feel like um, in a lot of ways. If you are exhausted and even for myself, which I'm, I don't know if we're going to talk about this, but like your mind just starts to go at <laughs> two in the morning. You think that you've got it together and to do those challenges makes it really, really hard. And it's, yeah, it's just so bonding. It's so much fun. It's, it's so engaging. And really there's, if other than sleep, there's nothing to lose. <laughs> 
what I would say. <laughs> Any thoughts? Um, I just remember like the uh, I would say the there's a lot of of course there's a lot of fun to it, but like things that I thought were great were just like you know before the game would start the like survivor music would be playing or or there'd be like a a mix of a, a pre-survivor mix of music and everybody was like oh I really like this mix this is great and I'm not gonna it's really intense and if you can have if you can let yourself have fun with it without the intensity of it kind of <laughs> I, I don't know ruining uh, your life <laughs> ruining the fun of the game mm-hmm. um it's a very memorable experience to have playing the game, even though it's intense and complex and your weaknesses and your strengths are going to be brought right up to the forefront of like, like it's going to really bring it out. Yeah. You talk about those emotions. It makes you think of Deshaun, which we'll get to tonight too. Just some, again, some more moments that he has. We talked about it last week, but just you do, you feel things and it brings stuff out. That's there. Like your personality that you, try to hide in good moments but when you're tired like you know as parents I'm similar to you guys that even tonight it just comes out sometimes you just can't hide it right and so you're doing that in a game like this it's it's really neat to see just all those other factors that of course they affect you they're all we're all people made up of such complex realities um and I wanted to say one quick thing about the, the music too it's it's funny but I on my Spotify account all the time, like just throughout the course of the year, if I hear a song on the radio or someone plays it, or I hear something on, on social media, I'll be like, Oh, what's that song? That's really catchy. And I'll like go and look it up and I'll listen. And if it fits like the feel that I want, then I'm like, I will add it to the, the survivor at home playlist, which makes a loop into the kind of the, the intro on the, the first and second night. And it's hilarious. My kids now know the songs. They're like, Oh, this is a survivor song. Cause I play them over and over and over again just and it's about that feeling and trying to create an experience that um really yeah. brings people in right from the very get-go uh, so i appreciate yeah, it, does. You it feels that. like yeah. it feels like you're like what you'd feel like when you're about to go to a concert and see a band you know like there's like an anticipation and everybody's just like really excited and like yes yeah. it's yeah it's a it's a def- it really is that kind of experience absolutely yeah, it's phenomenal Thank you, guys. Your check will be in the mail for your ind- your endorsement there, your little <laughs> ad. Um, but let's anything else, Jordan, before we jump into the episode. Um, okay. Well, are I, we not going to debrief you and I, Jordan? <laughs> oh, we can. Okay. We yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. Survivor at home. We can debrief. So, uh, Michaela and I, we were aligned. You were kind of the the catalyst on. I've talked about it before. One of the situations in which helped me get to the end of that game was our original tribe stuck together loyally the entire game. And you were definitely the catalyst on that, leading to final six, Michaela votes out Adam, along with the rest of us, but Michaela votes out Adam. Final five, a blind side, Michaela wasn't a part of, but um, we move on. And then final four is the survivor at home version of fire making. Is that this is what you want to get into, Michaela? Yeah, well, I just, yeah, I just thought that this would be fun to, to, to talk about because so, it, it was a showdown between between you and I. So and going back, to, yeah. going back to voting out Adam, that was actually, I had said I would do it and I knew that I, I would because I wanted to remain loyal to that. But I also was trying so hard. I We had like a way that Adam got brought onto our team and I fought really hard to bring Adam in because I wanted him 
on our team. And um, he got mad at me because I would never join the rooms with him to talk. But it was because I knew that him and I could partner together, but I was always trying to save him. And we had said, we're not going to vote anybody out um, that's from our team. And we kept voting people out that weren't Adam because it kept being like, oh yeah, Adam's got all this intel. Adam had no intel. <laughs> I didn't knew that because <laughs> I knew. <laughs> but um, so yeah, when I, but then we had this tribal that was a live tribal that was open to the jury and we weren't allowed to go back and vote. And that was what threw my game under the bus because um, Steph was fighting so hard to, to prove that, that Jordan, um, had an alliance of three already that I wasn't in it. And, um, I kind of felt that, and I'd already been kind of trying to put your name out there as a danger. And also as a, like, he's not really doing as much as he thinks he is. So I think you got a, I think you got a convert. You got a question about that from someone in the jury at the very end. And that was me being like, Oh yeah, Jordan's actually not as great as he thinks he is. And just because I was trying to have a way that would get you out. Um, and sorry. <laughs> and this, is, so, this is the first time I'm hearing of, of this. Oh, really? Yeah. I was yes. totally slandering your name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sweet and innocent and not so much, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So then we couldn't, we couldn't, I was like, I can't go against my alliance. And then ultimately that ended up having to vote, um, Adam out, uh, which was, um, heartbreaking, but I also knew it would be look good for my game if I made it to the end. And then I came in with, I thought after you voted out Vicky, um, which was also, that was the only vote I wasn't on the right side of. Yep. So after I got voted out or she got voted out there, I, I was like, oh no, I'm in trouble. And I got my immunity, which I, I was like, oh, that came in clutch. And then fire came and oh man. <laughs> oh man. Well, remember before fire was the final four tribal council with an infamous photo or not final four tribal council, final four challenge, immunity challenge with the infamous photo of Doors. Uh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> The the door challenge, myself, Michaela, you're in this photo, Karen's in this photo, and Katie, which Katie. is the final four. And we just look, we're distraught because we cannot get I need this to get puzzle. that picture I... and start creating a wall of photos like here oh as boy, I'm recording. That photo. that brings the amount I typed in joy. fire, because it was fires, right? With an S. The amount fires. I typed in just fire was like insane. It did not make sense. And again, it was like, what, like 3.30 in the morning or something at that point, maybe even later. It was really and late. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was so late. And I just like, I don't understand. I've never felt so defeated yes. in my life. I was So can I just say for those listening at home and don't know what this is, the final four challenge, it was kind of like an online puzzle to work through. And I'm watching all four of them compete. And I think this is probably like 20 minutes in and they all like gave up. Like that's what it looked like. They, some of them were not even trying anymore because they just could not unpack the riddle and the wording. And just that there was a still frame and it's, I don't know where it is. We, we've talked about it before. We got to find it, but all four of you just looked like your life was over. It was, and again, I don't know why I get so happy when I see the suffering and even, even um, Steph who was helping me run it that season. Was that right? Or second season? Someone texted me saying like, should you give them a clue or should you help them? I'm like, no, let's keep it going. Like it's already three in the morning. What's another 20 minutes? Like it doesn't oh, matter. Thank God for Katie. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that challenge Katie. was so, that challenge was so long and frustrating. I, one, I'm pretty sure I took a bathroom break in the middle of the challenge and two, 
I blew a breaker and had to go fix that in the middle of the challenge. So we come out of that challenge. Neither of us wins it. Uh, I think Katie wins it, takes Karen to the final three. And then we have the survivor at home version of a fire making challenge, which is like a maze puzzle type deal. And neither of us can focus mostly because it's 3.30, 3.45 a.m., some of us had other factors as to why we couldn't focus in that challenge. Oh man. But I, it so, is as stressful as it gets because I yeah. also almost blew it in that challenge. Mm. I was very close to to having blown it in that challenge too, but you had some other factors. Yeah, I had um I had a family visit, which is not the family visit I imagined on Survivor. <laughs> um I had a crying baby who would not stopped Adam was in the back because again we weren't allowed to see each other so I wasn't even seeing Adam so Adam had my son and he was screaming like he would not stop crying and I was at the point where I was so tired from being up so early it was so late I'm hearing him scream I'm exhausted from doors I am just like I'm just over this and you know, I had that moment and I feel like this is what people feel in the game. Like this exhaustion, like just mental, they just, I just wanted to see my family. I just wanted to hold my baby. I just, I just wanted it to be done. And, um, Adam finally came out because I turned to him. I said, Adam, just give me the baby. Like when it was your turn. And, um, he looked at me, like he came out and he said, you are going to do this. And he's like, you are, (laughs) you have come too far to give up right now. And he's like, you are not you are not taking Jonah. And he walked out, like he totally left. And it was, it was actually in that moment that up until that point, I hadn't been doing a very good job, but like, and, um, in that moment it was like, oh yeah, like I, I am playing survivor and this is like my life here in the game. Um, I'm so close. And, uh, but I still was just, I just, I couldn't pull I couldn't pull out a W um and uh and you took it and uh well the way the way that's a great story uh the way i remember it too is like there was a point your baby was crying you were in tears and you (laughs) asked jordan can i have one minute break and jordan's like no you (laughs) could not have any breaks and then like while you're trying to help your baby he like took the move and beat you that's how (laughs) hold on a second That did not happen, right? I go. It was, it was early ruthless. You're ruthless, Jordan. And then you started calling the happen. baby names and everything. Yeah. Okay. Was, all right. Cool. So yeah. now, okay. Now, now. But you know, you know what was news. actually hard is in the in the moment. Again, I was sort of like, okay, like it it happened, and I was ready to give up. But the next day, that haunted me. Like I was so mad at myself, but I was so tired at the time and so conflicted about my family and, but. Oh man, it, the losing stuck with me because I had actually played a pretty decent game and I didn't have, I was the only person in that game that didn't get a vote. So Jordan, you got one vote from, I think Steph, um, Karen got a vote from you. So there's another romantic. (laughs) (laughs) That is right. Yes. And Katie Katie had votes against her as well. Yeah. You voted, you gave her a vote. Katie had gotten votes from me. So I think I'm literally the only person in that game, I think that didn't get voted at all. And so I think I might've done okay. Um, in the end, I don't know, like who knows, but, but that just haunted me afterwards. And I was like, why couldn't I have just pulled that out? Why did I have to 
be thinking about. And I was also thinking about the jury. I was like, this is a really long thing to watch because I'd watched Fire Been Made a few times. And um, I was also like, oh, I should just speed up and like get through it. And that's, and get it over with. And that was that I was like, why? Like, this is something that has stayed with me even till today, that this is why I'm talking about it. Because I'm like, oh, if I had only just slowed down and focused. And I, I really do wonder if that's how people feel on the season. Like, I know it's mine's is such a microcosm of that. And it's nothing even comparison, but it's still, yeah. Well, it, it's just, interesting to bring that up. Cause even Erica tonight, she talked about in the episode, how she feels that pressure of like, uh, you know, well, a lot of people at home are saying right now, I want a, a, a woman to win. And that added layer of like the, the guilt of it. And she's like, but I was part of voting a, a a woman in this game and you know now the odds are pretty slim so just those factors that are from that are going on that like play that mess with your mind and like and it's like I I think those are good thoughts for sure and it's not wrong but you at the end of the day like you said you kind of have to hone in on your your selfish game like I, I I want to win at least that's how I take it but maybe some people are like no I think it's it's that important that I will make decisions based on those some of those realities as well like i for example i do i want a woman to win so i'm gonna because it's been a while so in survivor and how beautiful was it even so much respect for with deshaun tonight the first thing they come back from tribal and he literally says i understand that you guys this is not literally because it's not verbatim but what uh he says is i respect your games and the way that you're going to play and i don't want you to vote for me just because of race or um because you feel sorry for me, like gameplay is important, but I still had to speak my piece. Right. And that was just so gracious and beautiful. And yeah, what a, what a season. Oh man. And this, and this episode opens up as well um, with back at camp Deshaun having those conversations. Right. He also is talking about his game is unraveled a little bit in front of him because he didn't expect Leanna to go home has made it pretty clear throughout the episode, made it pretty clear he thinks it was the wrong decision to have Leanna go home. Um, and him and Danny kind of spelled that out later on in the episode. And then Danny confronts Xander about why they didn't go with Ricard. And this is where we'll start to get in the episode a little bit. But Danny and Deshaun are pretty clear they're upset. And Xander has an interesting quote to actually tell someone. This is one of those things from Xander. I would expect to hear him say this in a confessional, but not necessarily to someone else. But he goes... We kept Ricard, or I kept Ricard, Xander kept Ricard, because he's the only one who everyone wants to vote out before me, before Xander. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I'm thinking to myself as he's saying that, ooh, I don't love saying that to someone else. It's the right method of thinking. He's completely justified in saying that because it's 100% true. Ricard, no one wanted to really vote out Ricard because Shan was there. Then Shan goes out and never wants to vote out Ricard. Same deal for Xander. Um, and so I agree with this thinking. I didn't love that he says it to Danny, but Danny's not in a power position either at this moment in the game. So he's probably the safest person to say that to, hoping that Xander doesn't go in and spill that with everyone or hoping that Danny doesn't go and spill that with everyone. But uh, yeah, I I like hearing all these conversations that they have when they come back to camp, the initial reaction before we get into the next morning where 
Um, things are going to be different. Emotions have settled down. Uh, the last episode of this podcast was literally titled, I think the brain is brighter in the morning. Shout out to my friend overseas who who told me that quote in a different language. I hope um, you shared the episode with them. So they I actually have not. And I that reminds me, I should send them a note uh, in the morning and, and remind them about that. But um, we head into the next morning. Heather and Deshaun, everyone wants to, Survivor is going to set us up for who, who they want to vote out. Um, but first we see Heather and Deshaun have a great conversation about topics from the previous tribal council. Heather had talked about how she has so much to learn, especially in the topic of, of race and understanding what um, the culture has, has gone through, what Deshaun has experienced in his life. And, and he gets to share that with, uh, with Heather. And yeah, just want to hear kind of everyone's thoughts on, on wrapping up from the emotional tribal council last week. And we, we wrapped up a lot about our thoughts last podcast, but now hearing the survivors thoughts uh, about it and just hear kind of your, your reactions to it. You know what? It's so hard to talk about this in my opinion, as a white woman, because I think my job right now is to listen and to be an ally. And I think that's what was so great about Heather is was being really honest. Like, I didn't know you were going through this. I, um, I'm really sore. I'm really sorry. And what can I do to help you with that? And, um, so it's, it's lovely to see those conversations, right? Because I think that's important for everyone to see the need for those conversations to take place, even when you don't know what to say or what to do, or you can't relate. But it's, it's also hard to talk about when, I don't know, I just feel very humbled in having to, to have that discussion. How about yourself, Adam? Any, any thoughts on just, there's been quite a few of these conversations this season. Kind of what have, what have you learned or what stood out to you? The only thing that's really that I've taken away is that this is now kind of even spilling into Survivor as a game. Like the cult, this part of the, what's going on in the world is kind of, entering the game now and um i think that's always been a part of, like that's been a part of survivor for many years now um which is kind of one of the great things about it because mm -hmm. it's survivor kind of is a microcosm for the world out there in a lot of ways so yeah like just seeing that play out in the game i think it's just good for everyone to see um and maybe learn learn something from it too and just kind of yeah it's like it always makes me a little anxious or not anxious but a little nervous just when it is in a game because wasn't there a season uh, like a couple seasons ago or no that was that was a totally different thing but there was the well, he outed so someone, remember? The, is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was that. And then there, there was one season where the female players were kind of using something. There oh, was the, um, yeah, in season 39, oh, there was a situation yeah. with the contestant, Dan, who there were a couple of um, the younger younger women in the game were complaining about mm -hmm. his that was um, tough. physical touching. And then he was also later on removed from the game mm -hmm. um, for a buildup of incidents in one, uh, including an, an off-camera person as well. And, and he was removed from the game um, mm -hmm. immediately. And I think that's what you're referring to, right? Adam? Yeah, that's that was the incident, yeah. And uh, so I also get a little anxious because Survivor is such a, you know, a, a, 
something that a lot of people see and you know like for all the positive for all the positive things that it does and i i think it does more positive things than negative things it is a game and things can get a little a little wishy-washy and like dirty yeah that's a great point adam that 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 season 39 was really hard to watch and on social (laughs) media there was major outrage and polarization about it like it was almost to the point where it's like like are they gonna like lose the show over what's happening and even how it's been handled and different opinions it, it there were i remember there's a few episodes that steph and i finished and we're like you felt like gross You're like this is mm-hmm. this is not good and and they did try to explain some things really messy so i i, I actually think it's an important point you're making that um that it's it's one thing to talk about some of these issues and bring to light, which they should. Some this this stuff should be brought to light, but the way you do it really matters. And that's what's been so beautiful about this season, mm-hmm. is that um, I mean the cast themselves have just blown us out of the water with their humility and their wisdom and like how articulate they are and how like thoughtful they are and how reflective they are. Yeah, um, I'm still thinking about Leanna's chat last week. Like she really just had you know, and she talked about just that, Adam, about the idea of this spilling, real life spilling into the game and and people, not that you were trying to say this, but being like, oh, why is this happening? Right. And, and, but how it's so important, representation is so important. And these issues are real issues. And um, yeah, I just think it's amazing. I loved that Heather too was saying how proud she was that she mm-hmm. was on this. Yeah, that was season. cool. And I do feel like even watching this season, I'm like, wow, I'm proud that this is on TV. Like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with being able to have these conversations and, and to see them as hard as they are to have for, for some of us, for everyone probably. And how much I need to be just listening again is what I always come back to. But yeah, what is, it's really what a season they are doing such an amazing job at, of telling these stories. And it just yeah. shows you how how complex the game is because you're dealing with all those factors on top of gameplay, on top of you know exhaustion and physical physical games, and so it's just like it's it's tricky. It's tricky to navigate all that, and you've definitely this season. I feel like I've definitely seen. A lot of players with really strong gameplay like when xander says anything i'm just like oh he's like he knows what he's doing and ricard the same thing like he's really he's making really smart moves and you can see that the the players over the years are just stronger and stronger every season i laugh i'm like how much longer are they going to be able to use the term super fan because i think anybody that pretty much comes on this show now is the super fan right because they've watched it for so long and they're they're all there to play which makes it really interesting it's just that they play differently Mm -hmm. i know and i I was actually watching this episode i was thinking about the survivor at home and uh one of the contestants steve never watched survivor and he was playing the game for the first time and i was watching survivor tonight and i was like could someone actually play this game not knowing anything about survivor like would they be able to do well in the game or you pretty much have to like you you have to know the game to some extent like i think like you 
I don't think you can walk into this blind and make it because you need to know how the game is played and that's yeah. what you get from watching it, right? I, I agree with that. I think you you don't have to be necessarily a super duper fan. Like you don't have to know every little in and out, but you cannot walk in anywhere close to to blind to be able to play. You have to be familiar with um, typical strategy. You have to be familiar with creating blind sides, all that type of stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. you there's no way you could walk in blind at this point in survivor history. Um it would just be too difficult for someone. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Lennon Steve, your sponsor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sponsor. Lennon Steve for oh, taking the yeah. deep dive. And he is the best. But sorry, that made me think of something. Jordan, a little while ago, the one with our episode with Lynette and Josh, you guys lost like a, a challenge to me and were supposed to buy me a coffee. And you <laughs> never did that. You guys never purchased. Remember the three of you were supposed to chip in and get me something? So if you could please message Lynette and Josh right now and have it at my doorstep tomorrow morning, we're recording the night after Spire. You're probably listening to this another time, but I would like that coffee um, and maybe like a donut. I've earned a donut because of the interest of how long it's taken. So Tim Beebs. Tim Beebs. Yes. Yeah. I just tried one. The other okay. day. Not, not too we'll, bad. We'll get, we'll get working on that. Yeah, I have to figure out if I have. <laughs> Contact with um her, another fun fact about london steve um is that adam was like and him were allied and that was where we were hoping to kind of flip the game because they were allied and adam got the vote in we had this game in the survivor at home where it was like a chain and you got to pick people so adam picked me and then we had talked to our alliance um, and said, okay, this is the order and make sure that Steve is in there. And it was supposed to go Katie. And then Katie was going to pick Steve, but Rochelle, who was another player at the time, a lot of respect for her. She picked Cal, which is what made me have to get her out of the game. Sorry, Rochelle, I really do care about you. Um, <laughs> because then Steve got out. We didn't trust Rochelle anymore. Um, and uh, didn't think she was with our alliance and we lost Steve. And then it ultimately it lost Adam and I the chance to flip the game, which was really sad because we were hoping London, Steve, Adam and I are going to be final three. So I wasn't, <laughs> I just to make it clear, I wasn't thinking about flipping the game because I'm not that complex a survivor player, but Michaela, on the other hand, she knows her stuff. I don't know about that, but <laughs> final four. All these, all these little things that, that change the game or change the potential directions in which the game can go are, are fascinating to learn every every time you learn something different. I had no idea about that. I do know that the it was a point of controversy when Rochelle picked Kel and it. And it that's why I came to our group and I said, we got to get her out. Yep. <laughs> and then it was awesome because uh, in the end, Alex got her out for us. So we didn't have right. to get our hands dirty because he played his yeah. idol so beautifully. Yeah. And uh, she was gone. So sorry, Rochelle. I really love you. <laughs> sorry, Rochelle. Um, let's keep moving in the episode two. So the reward challenge happens. I saw on Twitter today, Kel, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, complaining about the rewards this season and, and how weak they've been overall. And was not. I don't think he was a fan of this one either. But uh, the win two teams of three, the winning team either gets grilled chicken and veggies or cake, cookies, and candy. I just thought there's no way a team's not going to pick grilled chicken and veggies to get the protein. I know cake, cookie, and candies is 
it just sounds phenomenal right now as I sit here after I've eaten dinner today and and had some snacks as well throughout the day and great cake cookies and candy sounds awesome but you just think the the winning team's going to have to pick that. Yeah. Uh, Danny Ricard Heather is one team and Xander Deshaun and Erica is the other team. One of my first reactions is wow, you can see that a lot of these contestants have lost a lot of body weight. Uh, you can really see it. Someone who's Deshaun has lost a lot of his body weight. You can tell, and you can tell with others, but he kind of stuck out this episode, but then I think Andrew, we had the same thought here. This challenge doesn't look that difficult and everyone looks exhausted. They're like zombies walking around on the platform. Exactly. Man, all, yeah. all you have to do is swim out to a platform, climb up the net and then jump in and swim to another platform. And like someone like Danny looks dead tired yeah i know and i would have thought he would have been so much better at his aim like that was shocking to me on the on the basketball on the basketball basketball yeah it's true eh? because i mean a professional athlete we were talking about that too in general you think if you have you spend that much time in your life playing sports you should you should be better than the average person even if that's not your game but yeah he was not none of them were something that's throwing at least right like i get if it was like golf versus basketball but you know you think football and basketball like in just a throwing he's not even having to dribble he doesn't have to dribble the ball like just aim it yeah but i guess maybe he's a quarterback i don't know what he is yeah but like you're on a you're on like a rocky like you're on the water right so it's constantly moving and like there's just so gracious there's a lot of things throwing you off your game when you're trying to make and like yeah you'd think something so simple would be easy to do but then when you do it, it's like, oh, I can't believe I didn't do that. Yeah. Speaking as someone that got to final four, I think. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah, let's just remember how you got there. Okay. Uh, you guys, need, do you need a minute? We can take like a commercial break here. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. my agree, sister. We, we oh. agreed to not talk for three days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. right. That's right. <laughs> my sister, my sister says though with the challenges that she's always. Uh, she doesn't know I'm stealing this from her, but she's always um, thought how great it would be to have just like a normal person that's like an everyday person doing all the challenges beside everybody else. So you can kind of have like a marker to see how mm-hmm. good. Like a Mario is. Kart when you do like the ghost race. Yeah. Like, so this, this is like an average person. So you can actually see how hard it is. Oh, like the average person is struggling this hard. So wow, they're doing really good. Or it's, And so she's pretty much says Heather is that person for this season. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there she was today. No. Even like, oh, she just swam up and had a break. Like, she's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go have a break now. And then I'll get back into the challenge. Like, I don't know what was happening, but that was a bit of a there's, gong show. There's this new... There's this new movie that I saw with my kids, the Disney one, Encanto, in theaters. Mm-hmm. And there's a song called We Don't Talk About Bruno. It's like this estranged brother. That's We Don't Talk About Heather. It's like the new version of our song on the show. She uh, was all over the confessionals today. She, she was. saw her like three different, four different times. We actually got to hear from her. Um, yeah, and how... Oh, no, I won't get there. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Uh, yeah. so I, Andrew, I was just thinking, like, why is Danny not in position where where the ball will probably land like he was <laughs> that was my question is why is he who was it ricard is is shooting throwing the yeah. throwing the ball and danny's right beside the platform there's not communicating so when too yeah ricard misses no matter what the ball if he 
hits the platform, it's going to bounce beyond it. Or if he misses the platform, it's probably going to go beyond it. That would make me so angry if I was oh, seeing my teammates man. do that. I would be furious. Like, guys, yeah. just talk so, to each other. Like, it's so, so here's my question. Do you think, and I think he would have said this in a testimonial, but do you think he might have thrown the reward challenge because he wanted to look for an idol? I don't think so because I thought the reward challenge was at the camp just in a separate area. Mm. But I don't I don't think you throw a reward challenge where you're on a team of three. Right. But Xander did, right? Like not through it, but he like stepped out specifically because he wanted to be in with the losers, which was such a brilliant mm-hmm. explanation. Right. Um, but I mean, Danny wouldn't know that. I don't think in this case, I mean, he did, he does go looking for it later on Mm -hmm. after, but no, I don't think in this case, at least they didn't say anything. And I I don't think so either. It's just, he played so bad. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I think it's the exhaustion, Michaela, just seeing them again. I like, there's a scene where they're like standing there, like hunched over like a zombie. Like that's what they look like. And it's true. Like just the toll they would take on your body day after day. Um, and then exerting yourself with no energy. I, I mean, I get it. I've referenced this before. There's days where I'll miss a meal and I'm running around with my kids and for my job. And I'll be like, why am I so angry at everyone? Yeah. Oh, it's because like I haven't or eaten, right? Or tired because I haven't had good rest. So it, it takes a toll on you. I did want to say about the reward food. Jeff, this is just like a trigger point based on our podcast conversations of past reward food items. But he's like, you could win grilled. And I was like, cheese is it gonna be cheese he's like chicken i'm like oh i would have loved if he brought back grilled cheese again and just to stir up more we're not going back here we can't go back we're not gonna spend that much time but just a shout out to grilled cheese and to cal (laughs) lower your standards it's a great meal so i actually wondered with the two options because they did seem so drastically different though and like so ridiculous like who as, as you said who would pick this i was wondering if there was like something that you were going to find out if you if you picked this one that mm. there was actually mm. an immunity idol hidden or there was a loved one letter or something like I was just wondering if like but they would have told us right like oh you missed out on mm-hmm. this I wonder if to do that I wonder if it would have been more of a the other option has to be perceived and truly a worse option Right. Right. So, which is why I thought candy, like it might be because people are like, why would they pick that? I'm thinking more like your option is gourmet kebabs and sides, and then, or a couple of pieces of chicken. And that's the one where it's like less than as opposed to, yeah, we can all agree that the protein versus the candy, the protein's the best option to pick, but it's not. Unless it's like Swedish berries option. or fuzzy. I right? had fuzzy peaches tonight while watching the episode. So there's a mix of both there healthy. Like I'm thinking when you have three teams in a reward challenge, you have like a full fishing kit and then a spear mm-hmm. and a pair of goggles. Like I'm thinking that type of deal where then you throw in um, that type of twist that you're talking about, Michaela. I think that would be more the situation where it's like perceived to be less than than the original right. one. Yeah. Um, we go back. The The team has won the reward. I think it's Erica who has a great line of, this is Xander candy, chicken and veggies. Sounds perfect for Xander. <laughs> Don't exactly know what that means. It's obviously an inside joke, but it's still funny to hear um, based on the little bits that we've gotten to know about Xander throughout throughout the game. Erica wants to create a typical reward storyline. 
one of the people there wants to be complete allies with the others that are on their reward. Um, what a shocker that that happens. Uh, but Erica wants to create allies with Deshaun and Xander. They all want to vote out Ricard. And then we go back to camp and Danny goes searching for the idol. I love the zoom in when Survivor zooms in on the idol as if to tell you it's right beside him. That idol could be three kilometers away for all we know. That They didn't prove to us that the zoom in was the tree chunk that was right beside Danny, but maybe it was right at his ankle. He didn't see it. I, I, I just love I, that zoom I, in. The I want to ask about this because like I always, when, that, when they're showing those scenes, I mean, Adam, you do film, you understand how it works, but I feel like you would notice like if the camera person is following you and then they like turn and like zoom into like a little rock. It's like, well, I wonder what's over there. Like, I don't know. Do you think that, that does that not happen where they would see the camera people pointing? I don't know. What do you think, Adam, from your production uh, mindset? I would be like that. I'd be like, wait a minute. This is this one of those moments where it's like right there. Yeah. I just on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But um i don't know i think it's i think the the way that they shoot the show is more suggestive than how it actually is and yeah. that's but, just how it, but sometimes just, you do I, I don't disagree but sometimes you actually see them there standing mm-hmm. and then they like see like the little shiny thing behind or like it'll zoom in, in their hand like just missed it so there are there are certainly times like jordan said where it could have been filmed another time but but then there are times like that where it's like there's no way that they wouldn't notice the camera like panning or or maybe they're just so used to the cameras right that they're just always there that's what i was wondering is if you just have cameras there all the time eventually it's not going to be as if they're not there especially when it's danny wandering the forest alone with a camera person obviously that that person is there but you do definitely have that perception of they're just always here it's a part of the game it's the way it goes um, well, that's where I always wondered too with like the spy shacks and like that happened this season, but even with Tony, like there's a cameraman that's following them as well. So when somebody's walking by and getting tricked by it, I'm like, what are, what is going through their head that they're like, oh, there's just a random can- cameraman already here when I arrive. Like, well, I, I don't think it's, <laughs> I thought that too, because I, I don't think they have like a very orange vest, like Tony's cameraman, <laughs> like, cause then you're like, okay. He's clearly here somewhere, right? I think they must just have a whole bunch of people that are randomly like jumped around. I think I, I would bet without any knowledge that they do actually mix up which camera people because you're there. I mean, even though it's a huge crew, when you're there all day, you you get to know who's there. Like you would see the mm-hmm. same people. And so if they were doing that, which they don't of like, okay, you just stick with this person always, that just wouldn't happen. They They must mix it up or... I don't know. I would love to hear some of those stories, the production yeah. behind the scenes. Well, the coolest, this is, sorry, we're going, we are going down a rabbit hole now. So I apologize. But one of my favorite episodes, I think that I've ever seen of Survivor was the episode where I don't remember what season it was. So Jordan, this will be you, but they were digging in the sand in like the heat. And um, it was oh. like, I, and I guess what happens is they, I don't know if you know this, but they have like interns that work on the show and the interns are the ones that get to practice the game before the challenge beforehand. And they were able to find these things that they buried like in like two seconds, but they could not, the actual survivor crew or like contestants could not find it. And it was like the heat and everyone was getting heat stroke stroke and dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. And the reason, I mean, that was such, so sounds it sounds again so horrible this was my favorite episode but it was so fascinating because 
all of a sudden, as people were dropping, Jeff was like, we need everybody. And it was just like the, the wall was broken and you just saw so many people coming out of like everywhere. And it was like, there are so many people here, like trying to like help them and like fan them and put umbrellas under them for shade. And like, it just, it does remind you that there is a lot of people here. So you're, to your point, people probably are just, they do get used to seeing all these people that you can't talk to and you don't know why they're there, but they could even be just filming like raw footage, B, B footage or whatever. Yeah. It's and part of the mystery of the game because I'm always thinking about like, how does that work with the camera people? Like there's gotta be points where they see other, like the camera people being there is actually affecting the game for them. But we never know that because we never get to see behind that wall. And like, nobody's ever really got to talk about that until I'm sure once the show is done, maybe they'll dive into that a little bit, but it, yeah, it's an this NDA. is a little bit of a different topic, but in regards to that episode, you were referring to Michaela. One of the interesting things from it is you get to see also not only the crew just firing on all cylinders and grabbing ice for this person to cool them down and all over, but they, they focus in on the doctors and the doctors have to prioritize oh this person's fine they just need to cool down they're good to go versus i think it was caleb who ended up being evacuated from mm -hmm. that episode they couldn't get his heart rate down they couldn't get couldn't get him calmed down and they had to evacuate him and they the doctors were basically going they're fine they'll recover in 10 minutes with some cool down like some ice and whatnot to cool them down this person is who we're worried about and you got to see that wall broken as well of just mm -hmm we got to make decisions in the moment on, on where to prioritize mm -hmm. everyone there. And that was, that was one of the most physically grueling seasons. That was season that Michelle won. And there were multiple right. people evacuated um, from that episode, as well as for some infections and whatnot. Um, but yeah. That and was that was interesting too, because I, I heard with the doctors as well, they actually, and this might be every season, but specifically that season, the doctors um, would come and check you out every single day. They check out every bite. They check out everything just, because they they really do want to make sure that you can keep playing, which is again just so fascinating to hear that there's so much that you don't see back at camp. Yeah, mm -hmm. they monitor them really closely. I think it's um, Jimmy Johnson, the former NFL coach, credits Survivor for saving his life because before he went on the on the show, they found I don't know if it was a heart condition or some sort of health condition that um, that he needed to deal with before he could go on the show, and it. Um, he credits that as really not necessarily saving his life, but, but giving him some really good medical advice that they did a thorough check before he went on, uh, the show. Cause they didn't approve originally of him going on. And then, and then he got what he needed to, uh, sort it out and dealt with. And he, he went on the show and enjoyed it for a couple of episodes and got voted out. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that's the way it goes when you're a recognizable face and generally mm -hmm. older contestants, like older than 55 or 60 generally don't have as much success on survivor uh, in the first place. There's a couple of exceptions, but he was someone that fell into that category. Um, and that's the end of that rabbit hole uh, that we, <laughs> that we went down back at camp. Danny goes searching for the idol. He does a real good job of, acting like he found it the game also it got to the point where they didn't survivor did not show us if he found it and we had no idea i was really personally starting to believe that he had it mm -hmm. he did a great job of not 
overselling it. And they also didn't tell us what he's thinking. They didn't give us any confessionals about it, at least early on. I was starting to buy that he might actually have found it. We might have a cool moment at tribal council where he reveals that he did find it and plays an idol. It got revealed later. He actually didn't. And, and that's okay. Well, and but especially it was a good because moment. Jordan, even that we didn't really see that conversation with Deshaun, but you saw the way Deshaun started grinning. Right. And so that was like, that was what sold it for me was like, Oh, maybe yeah. he does because that, he's now yeah. telling Deshaun that there's some hope uh, and that they can play around with deciding who gets this idol. And there was a moment as well when the reward people were walking back, Deshaun included, and everyone's talking and Danny's eyes are only, you can see them at the top of his, his head, looking off to the side, only at Deshaun, like with this, with this grin of something good here is, is happening and really selling it. So I thought he had it. Turns out he didn't. And then an interesting moment before we go into the challenge, Survivor's been setting us up with Ricard's going to be eliminated. Everyone wants Ricard out. This is how it goes. And then Erica wants Heather out, which is a little bit of a, are you really concerned that Erica and Heather, is Erica really concerned that her and Heather are playing the same game? Mm -hmm. um, and that's who you want to target versus Ricard, Deshaun, Danny, Xander. You want to target Heather to get out of the game. I was taken aback by that. Um, but maybe it was just to give us an idea of, of who's out there. Well, um, I didn't really, that was a weird conversation because I didn't really feel that Erica was saying that she wanted Heather out this round. I think she was just trying to solidify, this would be really cool to have a final three. And it would be, that final three would be very interesting because their gameplays are all very different. Um, so I think she was like, yeah, I'm going to jump on board with this and I'll, I'll try and convince you and get you to be on my team and, and create an ally. But I don't think she actually planned on getting Heather out at that point. Um, I don't think Heather is a concern for her in the long run. She just is like, yeah, I, I, if I get to pick who goes to my final three, I'm not going to pick her. You want her out. So I yeah. kind of took it. Okay. No, that's a good, that's a good point. Move into the immunity challenge. It's your classic race. Uh, final six becomes the final five. There's two votes left. That's it. If you want to get someone out, you got to vote them out now or the next the next vote. Puzzle at the end, four-letter word puzzle, a whole bunch of words. I think it well, don't make this next vote your last. Seven words, seven word puzzle, all or all are four letters. Uh, I love watching the challenges where they gotta turn around, they gotta unspool and then immediately just fall. Um, the <laughs> they first, were just the stumbling first, all over the place. Yeah. Oh man, so the good. first person, um, I can't remember who it was, who the first one out was. Maybe it was Ricard, but right away, Jeff goes, this person, I'm just going to say it was Ricard. Ricard takes a hard fall. And I was just <laughs> waiting for Jeff to say that with every single person <laughs> afterwards. Cause you knew they were all going to fall after, after doing that twist. They had, they didn't have a choice. You're, you'll be so dizzy after that. Um, uh, but then they get, have to we the, not all reached the, the threshold in our lives where that would like, it's not fun anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I love to spin. I used to spin on the carpet as a kid. Like, I was just roll, going around and around. But now, the other day, I was at the park. Actually, it's when I ran into you guys, Adam and Michaela, at the park, randomly, in uh, Etobicoke here. And there's that spinny, twirly thing. And my kids want me to go on that with them. And I... <laughs> it's like it's like those moments where like they think you're laughing but i'm like guys like i, I gotta get off like stop stop i'm like asking the kids like stop the ride like, it's too it's i'm getting too dizzy here um oh. it, it would it would throw you off and like danny when he was trying to go across like 
he couldn't even step on it for like 30 seconds and, and let's like, not even man, talk about heather <laughs> I, we don't talk about she didn't heather. spin yeah. fast enough she didn't spin fast enough but anyway ricardo, I, I, I i empathize with that ricardo eventually like he suddenly was like a beast in that like when he was walking across like everybody else was still falling and suddenly he was just like focused and doing it i was like wow, how he, how did that really, happen he really needed to win right mm-hmm. like, he really yeah. needed that immunity it was it's it's key for him and he's gunning for him he's he's recognizing that too how key it is um one more thing on heather heather struggles and jeff just goes that's okay heather you've struggled before and i just (laughs) did he say that i missed he said that he actually said that right to her right in front of her that's okay heather you've struggled before and i just went yep yes she has (laughs) (laughs) um Ricard is on the puzzle first. He ends up winning it and talking afterwards about how when he was unspooling, he was thinking he knew it was a four-letter word puzzle. So he's just thinking of every possible four-letter word. Which I go, okay, I guess I could see I could think of one four-letter word I'd be thinking as I spin or a couple as <laughs> I spin around in a circle and getting dizzy. And it wouldn't be any of those words. It I wouldn't mean, be that... oh, it wouldn't be any of the applicable survival words. Oh, I see what this is going. <laughs> That's we're not cr- going to talk about the four-letter words that we would be thinking. No, <laughs> oh, how, did, no like, how I, do you do that? How do you, how when he said that, I was like, if anyone else said, I think they're lying. I think he's being serious. But how 100%. can you, how can you do that? Like, unbelievable. Yeah. As he said, like these players are here to play. They yeah. are they are hearing their str- I love that they're sharing their strategies with us because they just like their sound bites are just so good. It's wild. Yeah, this is a good, I was listening to the podcast with Tyson. His is great. Not as good as this one, but really close. And uh, <laughs> he's awesome. And he um, was just saying that this, uh, oh boy, I'm losing my train of thought here. What were we just talking about? The I got thrown off in comparing to Tyson. It's the the season of players and how they Oh yeah, no, he said play. he said rightly that everyone's come to play, right? Everyone is is more than ever. And it's so entertaining to watch because every player here is, just awesome and they're thinking the game and they're being strategic and like you it's hard to have a power ranking because each you know people will text all the time london steve we talk and he's like oh who, who do you think is the power ranking this week and it's hard to say because they're just all giving it their all what's so key to a season of strong players is you can't look at every episode and go here this person made a clear mistake as to why they got voted out. Everyone makes mistakes in their in their own version of Survivor and, and when they play. You you always make a mistake. Social mistakes, gameplay mistakes, all of that, but they're not making mistakes to specifically get themselves voted out or to tank their game. They're getting voted out because others see how well they're playing or the game's just not going in their favor, right? But they're not making catastrophic mistakes. And the votes aren't easy, right? Shan gets voted out on a blind side. It's not an obvious vote. It's a blind side. Leanna gets voted out and three people of the seven in that tribal council are blindsided. Leanna, Danny, and Deshaun are all blindsided in that tribal council. But yeah, you're not seeing those catastrophic mistakes, which is a huge part of, of a good season of Survivor. It's that everyone's mm-hmm. playing. You have to make a move before a move happens to you. Hence, Shan is out and Ricard's still in. One of them had to make a move, and and she, uh, she got taken out. He's still there. Yeah. That's now well that said. Ricard, yeah. And Erica goes. Now that Ricard has won this challenge, oh crap! Time for Plan B, which the episode set us up again. A tweet by Kel Sherman today was 
we've had 20 minutes on Ricard's getting needs to get voted out and we've only seen one confessional from him. No way he gets voted out, right? Sure enough, he wins. He wins uh, immunity. And, he's, he's live tweeting this during the episode. Uh, I don't know if he's live tweeting um, that one. Where did I see that? I don't. I can't. I I don't have it in front of me. Oh, here we are. He sent that one out at nine twenty-one. Well, he's so a Winnipeg time. Tweeting. No, he's Winnipeg time though. So uh, it says nine twenty-one my our time. He put that out there. I'm confused oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Anyway, in the middle. Matter. He'd be 20 minutes into the game. Yeah, wow. that's right. Yeah. What a legend. Good takes. <laughs> good takes. Yeah, some good takes. Danny and Deshaun. I'll talk a bit about Danny and Deshaun in this one, but um, they are mad that people didn't get it Ricard sooner and saying, I told you so. When you are potentially being the next one voted out saying, I told you so to everyone is not the best way to have them not vote for you in this upcoming tribal council. Like I, I didn't feel like Danny and Deshaun played this overly well. Also, we know there's no extra votes and they know that everyone is going to split it on the two of them. So that's four people are voting for the two of them. That's two votes each. They have two votes they can put a tie on someone else to, to at least stress them out, right? Where you could go to Erica, Erica, we're going to throw our votes on you unless you vote with us and, and see what happens. And even like that would have made sense for him to throw her under the bus about Heather, right? So you tie it and then, hey, Heather, let's vote Erica out, right? Like yeah. that would have been a much smarter gameplay. They could have flipped her. She doesn't really have alliances. To, she just wants to play, <laughs> right he didn't want her chance to play that's all yeah well here's and here's the big question everyone at home is listening and, and asking how is xander's name still not being thrown out by anyone and like he has what an, I, he lives another day yeah, this has never this has never form. happened this has never happened that someone has had an idol for this long and just totally gone under the radar like is it uh, i want to hear your guys thoughts because i'm totally confused like this guy, as you watch, like right, th there's no way he should be in the game with an idol. Get it out. He, so I was yelling this at the TV, even though I love Xander. And my sister was like, shh, shh, stop. Like, don't say it loud enough. Maybe that like, she's almost like she thinks that they've for, like, she's, they've forgotten. Like, don't tell, don't, you're going to jinx it. Don't tell him. Because honestly, it is wild. I do not, I do not understand. He's, they've given him a place in final four now. Is it right? That they is that correct? Is it that they can't? Yeah, he's in Final Four. Guaranteed. It's after four. five. You can't yes. play it. So he can play and it next episode. Here's the fun situation. What if he wins immunity in the next right? Uh, in the next challenge? Then he's got immunity and the idol, and he can just decide what's going to happen no matter what anyone else says. Yeah. Yeah, he has it in, in his hands and can kind of use that incredible. as his resume. That's the other thing, right? Is here's how I navigated the game. Here's everything I did. Oh, also, I completely decided how this tribal council went and um and and dictated everything on that side of it. It's yeah. just it he's done he's done a great job. Um, well, but so, so I, far I, and with Xander, I don't want to leave this quite yet. So he is it that he's playing the kind of game where as the audience you're just aware of his moves. It's like in a movie where you're like, oh, how do they not know? You know, but is but that that doesn't usually happen in Survivor. Usually, they know they have a good read on the players and kind of the power rankings, as we said. But I was the way that they're that as well, 
um, because I just don't get it. Like I really don't, but I, but I also think there were people that didn't like Leanna wanted him out so bad. Yeah. Right. So she was aware and she was trying to tell people. So I don't know why no one's listened. Cause I think if you, exactly. I think if you asked anyone listening right now, asked a hundred people, um, for their power rankings, Xander would be near the top for sure. Based on what you've seen on TV. And so, but on, on the, sh- on the Island, it's like, they're not even talking about him. It's, cr- I, and with an idol, I, I think this will be a talking point. I, I'm sure Jeff will bring it up at the reunion, depending on what happens. Just how do you not, how did no one for all episode after episode, not target him? Um, we'll see. At least to flesh yeah. it out, right? Yeah. Like, even if you're not trying to get rid of him, just flesh it out. Yeah. Well, he kind of was on the bottom for a while. Like, he was on the bottom for a while there and then he managed to squeak out of that and he's just been kind of hiding under the radar and that's just good gameplay by him mm-hmm. like he's and you also really have to look good. at it his he's got jury votes doesn't he he's got to have tiffany and evie's vote i would think mm-hmm. at least right away never mind if he somehow finds a way to get ricardo maybe he's got shan's vote um maybe not liana's but he's got two for sure. And if he can, but even then maybe Leanna would vote for him because he embarrassed her. Right. Like, so for example, Jordan, like I voted for you and I was really debating when I was playing survivor at home between you and Katie, because I think you both played a great game, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I, in the end, it came down to you beat me. So I have to vote for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen any? Oh, go ahead, Jordan. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to say with Xander is, He's shown us and proved to us that he can also convey can convey with his words what he's doing really well and mm-hmm. really articulates himself well and can kind of tell his story. And that will help him probably sway a couple of jurors if he's there. Um, now he's still got, well, he gets through the next vote unless something catastrophic happens. Um, uh, but he gets he's going to get through the next vote. So he's final four. If he can get in that final three, he can use his his explanations and words to convey his story well and and sway a couple of, of votes. And he's already got at least two. In my opinion, he's got two, should have two, maybe three, um, based on what Michaela, you were saying um, about Leanna as well. And then there's only a couple more jurors, three out of eight. There's going to be eight people on the jury. So the three out of eight is almost half and there's a final three. Um, it just makes it, the math is really hard. I'm really excited for this final like I this is the first time I remember in a long time where I've been really I think that it could be any almost anybody's game (laughs) very careful with that but pretty much everybody um that makes it to final three um they are gonna have like they could with their words convince and tell story. And I know we've, again, we've got three days left, which is also wild. Um, so a lot is going to happen in those three days, but I, I just don't remember a time where I was cheering for so many people. That's a great point. That's a great point. Cause I'm similar. I, I, and I don't just lock into one person. Usually I like, I just kind of ebb and flow. And I think they do that in the production. Well, that you get attached to certain players and then they get voted out and then someone else. But I agree with you, Michaela. I, I, like I don't have one person I've liked so many of these players how hard they played how likable they are and their confessionals and just the dynamics and the st- and the backstories it's like 
you're right. Going into this final week, usually you have someone you're like, oh, I, I, I kind of, it's fun, but like, I hope this person wins or this person doesn't. But I'm like, this is, I'm just entertained. I'm sitting back and just enjoying the ride because it's so fun what they've put together in this cast. Yeah. And, it, and it's been that way for so long. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you think about even Sh- like before Shan, like these were all people that I was, was like, if they get to the end, awesome. Right. And so like you look at that jury and it's stacked. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been, a, it's been a fabulous season. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be a fun with it being a shorter season though, or. Um... I, I heard this theory thrown out the other day and I think I kind of agree with it in that um, the shorter season allows people to be a little bit more cutthroat because you know, you're going to see those people sooner, right? So for example, I think Shan got voted out on day 21 of 28. So they're going to see her a week later after having to make that type of decision versus if it's a 40-day season, um, you're voting someone out, like final eight, you're voting someone out two weeks, like 14 days before the season's over. Um, I think that plays into it and just everyone knows you got to do what you got to do. And this is in ways that's a sprint of a season. Um, it still is long 26 or 28 days, however long it is. Um, it's one of those two. It's a long, long season, but also there's tribal councils and challenges every day. I didn't even know there were only three days left in this season, but three days left for a challenge, a tribal, a challenge, a tribal, and then final tribal is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. well that's what they that said at happened. the end we actually had to rewind it because we're like what like yeah. <laughs> how is that how is that the the case i think too trying to figure out why we like the cast so much is i think they've done a really good job editing this year and that um they have been playing with the edit right like with shan for example there was episodes where you loved shan and you thought she was getting a winner's edit and then you didn't and then you did and then you didn't and then you did and i don't even know where i fall on that the shan train now and i feel the same way with deshaun like there's days when i'm like oh he's like really emotional and whiny and then there's days where i'm like wow that's so powerful and oh that was such a good idea and then oh it wasn't and it, it was like and i don't think they've ever done that where they've shown all the different sides of these, mm-hmm. these, they're not, I mean, they're not characters, but these humans and really humanize them in showing that they have good days and they have bad days and they're That's human. a great take, Michaela. It's Steph tonight was saying too, it's interesting that they've stopped making villains. Like you mm-hmm. don't, I mean, there's still some players that they've kind of done that, but I guess similar to what you're get, getting at is they don't pigeonhole players as much because you're right before you would get this like one idea of certain people and they would ride that story. And there's probably a time that that is helpful in the editing, but I, I, it probably takes more work to do it this way, but you're right. It's like, you just start going back and forth with characters and it's great. Like you just are, are really drawn into the complexities of it. And you're right. I mean, Shan is such, we've talked about her so many times this season on the podcast has been so polarizing. London, Steve led the charge, you know, of anti-Shan, the anti-Shan group. And, and, uh, you know, like Lynette was anti-Shan and then you had others replying back. And then, you know, since then we've had Kel and others who were like, no, I, she's great. Like uh, I love Shan. And, and I think that is a part of the editing process and how they've told her story. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. It's a good take. 
and so they head into tribal council and um Deshaun admits in front of everyone that he knows how the vote could unfold. And it's the beginning. I'm going, there's something I don't like about this, but I'm not, I personally, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of what he's, how they're acting, how he's acting in this tribal council, but I'm not quite sure what it is. Um, and then Danny and Deshaun release inspired by Steph Ironside, the tribal council attack on Ricardo a little bit. Um, which I've experienced that uh, in a tribal council before, um, but on Ricard of just this guy's gonna this guy's gonna win if you don't do something now, is basically what they're saying. Which I think a lot of people agree is pretty true. Ricard um, is making huge moves, is winning immunity, um, has allies who respect what he's done despite him voting them out. Um, Ricard's doing a really good job, but also. If you want to unleash that kind of tribal council attack, Ricard's sitting there with immunity and they can't they can't flip on him. They can't vote him out in that moment. So it's a tough one to make, especially if you know that one of the two of Danny Deshaun is going to survive it. Potentially still at this point, both, although we quickly learned that that's not going to be the case, but um, one of them's going to survive it and they gotta they have to deal with that. Um, I really liked actually Erica and Heather, though, laying out their different perspectives on why you want to vote someone out. Erica flat out saying, Leanna's voted for me. I need to move through in this game. And someone who's proven that they're going to vote for me can't really stay here in the game if I want to keep going forward. They, they need to be voted out. I get that you know you see this person as a threat, but you can see Ricard as a threat. Ricard hasn't voted for me and I don't have reason to believe that he's about to vote for me. Leanna has, will, and does, and she needs to be voted out. Uh, and that's how... Erica moves forward in the game. And it was just, it was good of like, everyone needs to have their selfish reasons for making moves. And you've got to figure out whose reasons can fit together to, to vote someone out. And in this case, it was the reasons of Heather, Erica, Ricard, Xander were the reason why Leanna got, got voted out. Um, Deshaun talks about proud of what he's done and then goes to spill, spill the secrets. I thought he was going to out Danny for some reason on being an NFL player. I thought that's what he was going to say. Um, but, uh, but he talks about Erica and Heather. Um, uh, I was just hoping he was going to say more. Like I would have been way yeah. more fun if he just spilled tea on everybody. Like <laughs> this is, this is this, this is this, this is this. Like, I don't know what he would have said, but that would have been like, it was just, Oh, just Erica. Oh, that's kind of boring. And even that can be yeah. like, Heather can take that how she wants. Well, it's but. interesting from a production side as as fantastic as they have been all season, there are just times where the content you have to work with what you're given. And just in terms of like excitement, this specific little storyline of that conversation before with Sean and Erica, and then that piece really wasn't that spectacular. It was just kind of is what it is, but they it was yeah. one of the main things that came out. And they, so they, they show it and he, and he reveals it and she even then responds back. It's kind of like that, like a little tense, awkward moment, but she just, kind of challenges like okay thanks for showing me you know that i was you know shouldn't trust you so that that was kind of tense too and they, there's some emotions there but um yeah yeah i i i was hoping for a little bit more i did think too he might out danny uh with his nfl career and then and then obviously getting to the vote i uh and then they tie and then the revo i thought for sure it was going to be um you know the other way around like i was like mm -hmm. there's no way that well they're going to keep him um 
Yeah, well, what did you guys think? That, it's, after that, I felt like, I, I thought that Deshaun was going to be kept because Erica was fighting hard for him. So I was like, okay, you know what? I bet he might be kept. And they also just gave him a really good edit this episode. Um, so I was like, okay, like maybe he'll stick around. Um, but I was shocked after what went down there. But I also wonder if they kept him there because he kind of, it seemed like he blew up his game in that moment. Like it showed that he he wasn't in control of his emotions. He wasn't in control of what he was saying. He tried to play a, um, he tried to play something and it didn't work in his favor, right? Like it made people mad. And I mean, maybe it did play in his favor because they kept him, but I don't know. I feel like he lost favor with the jury in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another emotional response. I mean, we've talked about this and <clears throat> I like some of his emotion in this season and his willingness to, speak his mind this is an, an example where you can see in his body language that he's like he realizes he's done it wrong and and again it's easy to judge because if you're there like i i for sure would see myself doing something similar just like this emotional kind of response like i see the vote the writing on the wall trying to say something maybe it's not the best thing to say maybe i shouldn't have said anything at all but it is what it is but certainly in this case for deshaun it looked like yep he's gonna go and even and then uh xander's little uh, you know, uh, confessional there, which is the title of the TV episode, the kamikaze, um, kamikaze. truth kamikaze, right? So, but he stays, he, 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 they tie, they look at each other, even you can tell Deshaun no, thinks it's him. And, and he says, you know, go get him, Danny. And then the votes come out and actually, no, it's Danny that is going. And uh, one of the coolest little send offs as Danny walks away, go Cowboys you know to the inside jokes that was that was cool that was a really cool moment and neat that he kept that to tight to his chest the whole season and uh and it'd be cool it'd be cool for the the players even to watch that back and see mm -hmm. and see that but yep so two uh two initial reactions right after the vote happens one Xander is, and we talked about this a couple minutes ago, but Xander's guaranteed final four now, assuming he plays it well, which is going to be really hard to not play it well. So, <laughs> um, so he's guaranteed final four. And if he wins immunity, he's got even more power. The second one is remember back earlier in the merge when there were moments of in a live tribal, Hey, let's go talk just us four, Danny, Deshaun, Leanna, Shan. And then they had that moment on the beach where the four of them and, and Ricardo ended up being a part of that too, all go talk and just show everyone that they have the power in the game. Three straight tribals, one of those four goes home. Hmm. And the last one standing is Deshaun, but it's also, Deshaun, you're the last one standing here, not by your own doing, because we chose, because those who were in the game chose you to be the last standing. <laughs> And that's actually more of a powerless situation. It would have been the same for Danny, but Deshaun, I think, has played more as a power player in the strategic moves. Danny, I called him Mr. Nice Guy, and he is Mr. Nice Guy. He played the game hard, competed hard, made strategic decisions, but Deshaun has a little bit more, he comes off as a little bit more strategic, I think. So him being held onto in the game is taking away even more power from him than what's already been taken away. But yeah, that four standing. I was thinking about that all night, honestly, like as this, as the episode started, as we saw how on the bottom they were, because I think, 
am I making this up and, and edit this out of this isn't real because it sounds bad but I think Leanna actually said to them when they blindsided her with Shan the Shan boat you've cannibalized our team or something like that I think she like literally yep. used that word and she was not wrong like after that they they could have taken it all the way to the end and I really do think they could have um and yet that one move has just like it it wiped them out and so that I'm like in some ways they were really mad about Ricard but I I was like well you guys kind of did this to yourselves and again it's easy for me to say that (laughs) sitting (laughs) sitting on my high horse but but honestly like if they had if they had stuck it out and we and Jordan you and I both know how hard it is to trust staying till your your final um four because that was something that we had decided on and that was scary and that was hard and I probably would have flipped had some things gone differently, but, um, but yeah, like, it's just, I don't know. I just thought, well, you guys, if you had just stayed with it, maybe Shan would have beaten you. Maybe she wouldn't have though. Maybe somebody else would have like, there was still a lot of game to play. So it, it, yeah. Like the way things, things change about is, um, is crazy. And then the biggest one of the biggest twists that I've seen in Survivor, Tribal Council's done, it's middle of the night, and they're going to a new beach. Mm. They're starting over for the last, we said three days, right? Three for the days. last three days, they're starting over in the middle of the night as well. That's one of the craziest twists that I've seen in Survivor. It's not a gameplay twist. It is a literal survival twist out there. They don't have betting. I assume that um, all the rewards that they might have won, like comfort rewards, don't go with them. Their bags will go with them. But anything yeah, they want no in terms fishing of fishing stuff too. Ex- yeah, Do they all have that flint? type of stuff. I guess they've got their fire from. Yeah, the so they tribal. probably don't even get flint, but they have their fire from tribal, and th- that I found that an incredible twist and it, to to play into the rest of the game, especially knowing the next day they got to wake up for. Every immunity challenge you compete in now is the most important immunity challenge of the game. So they're going to get up and compete in the most important immunity challenge of the game for them. And they probably aren't going to sleep. They probably aren't going to eat, which is not really that different from other days, but it's a perceived difference um, without their shelter. If it rains that night, it's a very interesting twist um, uh, coming up here. I did not expect that. And I don't mind it. It changes the game a little bit for those who are left, and I like it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, guys, we are just about done. Uh, The finale next week, which is crazy. What a season this has been. Uh, We're really, really excited. Thank you, everyone, for listening in all the way through. This has been just a cool thing to have this podcast all the way, seeing the numbers. We can track the statistics, getting feedback, people filling out the online form. Um, Really cool that you guys are taking part in this journey with us and uh, excited to see what happens in the finale. Uh, but before we go, as we've been asking most of our guests, Adam, Michaela, will we see you again on survivor at home season four, January 21st and 22nd. Maybe it's like a B <laughs> a letter B on the, the screen for audience. <laughs> um, we haven't decided. <laughs> you know what though? The FOMO is so real. Like I honestly, I, 
I'm like, I, I can't play, but I, I like, I also just can't not play. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's please for anyone that's listening and is on the fence. Please, I know I'm probably not, but please do. Like I just, with Jonah, it's just with a little kid, it's just really hard, but um, we definitely <laughs> will play again. Yes. Whether or not it'll be season four we're it's up in the air i'm the just moment. nervous because now adam's just gonna vote me out mercilessly <laughs> um, definitely don't want to stay away from the game for too long so we feel like that'll be a disadvantage to us but um we're just not we're trying to find the right where all the things kind of align and make sense for us so we're still we're still figuring it out yeah i just can i tell you that <laughs> the after the second season I was so tired. I was doing online teaching as well at the time. And um, I was had to lesson plan for the entire week um, on the Sunday. And I thought, because I was so out of it, I thought that it was um, the week of lunar, the lunar New Year. So like Chinese New Year and Korean New Year. So I did all my lesson plans based on that, only to discover I was a week <laughs> early and I couldn't use any of those lessons and then the next week we went back to in-person class so I couldn't even use the online versions that I made oh so I was that like it, I was that tired after that weekend that I just like I could not function so as much as I would love to say that I would love to be back in on it I I think I don't know if I can do it this round but yeah I will say I do have a great idea for another video <laughs> um that I am very um excited to do but when that will happen i cannot say at the moment so you're saying there's a chance (laughs) (laughs) oh this was so much fun guys adam michaela thank you for joining us um so cool to hear your perspective both on survivor at home and on survivor 41 and and get to hear a lot about your history with the show and watching it but then also yeah your views and um, on this episode, it was, um, we're excited. One more episode left. The finale is next week. Andrew and I have been talking about uh, how late we're going to be up to oh record gosh, that episode. Dude, it's going to and... be the latest night. Oh man, it is. No, no. Um, season two, Survivor at Home season two, uh, the second night was way later than, than what was. next week will be. That was insanity. <laughs> how late we were up. That Doris puzzle could have been 45 minutes shorter than it was. And uh, um it's just too bad. But anyways, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us today. This has been a ton of fun. I hope the listeners are going to really enjoy it. I'm confident they are going to enjoy it. This has been Survivor at Home, the podcast, episode 12, covering Survivor 41. Find us on Spotify, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts. We're out there. Tell your friends. Um, give us a review. Comment on the episode as well. We usually have a poll or, or review spots um, or questions for the podcast available. We want to hear from you, the listeners, so we can, um, yeah, have some some communication and get to to grow this. Have a great night. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy the finale. Make your predictions and see ya. Cue the music. Do 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 do. do. <laughs>